Hello and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. Once again, joined by myself, Phil, and my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He actually, uh, he's fallen backwards and got himself stuck in a bucket and can't stand back up again. Uh, very unfortunate. Anyway, anyway, the show, uh, Mr. Drew, how are you? Uh, aside from now picturing Kent as somewhat of a Mr. Bean character, I'm good. <laughs> yes. Yes, it happens, but uh, good, I'm glad you're well, I'm glad you're well. Uh, anything excitingly new happened for you during the week? Anything uh, that just, you know what, it's just you have to tell the world about how phenomenal it's been, or anything? Mm, I've had no. fried rice twice this week, that makes me happy. That's a win. That is a win. That's a big win. That is a win. Especially because it's, it's from our fantastic friends at whatever that name of the place is. You're not saying it until they pay us, are you? Well, I don't remember what the name is. Lock Lock. Uh, but the place at Lock Lock at Rhodes Shopping Centre, fantastic. Young Jewel Fried Rice. It's terrific. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love the accent. Yep. <laughs> it's terrific. Anyway, the only thing better than um, that accent is her nails on the board when she taps in the order. Oh, dead set. Yep. Just yep smashing the shit out of that computer screen i don't know how that computer screen still works i don't know how it's not punctured the ink in the screen or whatever's in the screen and just leaked everywhere and run everywhere i don't know how it's not a mess well, she got bored um earlier and i i stood there watching her she wasn't serving anyone and she just started tapping her fingers on it violently for no reason she wasn't even setting an order for someone it's all about the violence yeah. smashing the crap out of that screen. She never looks happy either. You'd think that with no. that much exertion of energy and, you know, taking out your frustration, you'd think that, you know, maybe she'd crack a smile just once. You'd think so, but maybe not. Do you, do you reckon, though, do you reckon potentially that those screens used to work fine, but then someone, like, tipped water or something on them, or, like, someone lent on them and, like, broke them? So now they have to smash the shit over it. Because even, even if they're not using the nails, they're using a pen and just tapping violently on the, the, the screen with a pen. Like, they really go for it. So maybe that screen doesn't work properly. I reckon she just either, started... Either that or they're just violent. No, I think she started tapping at it with her nails... And it turned it so that it now only works if you hit it that violently. Why do you think she's always the one working on the computer? Yeah, that's true. Maybe because she's got a, the technique down pat, yeah. yeah. The technique is there. Anyway, what's been going on with you this week? If I remember correctly, last week we recorded a night early because you had plans for Thursday... That we, that, or that Wednesday we, night and Thursday. Yeah, well, we disclosed the plans for Thursday, but now you know what happened to you on the Wednesday. On the Wednesday night, uh, my dear friend, friend Drew, my dear f- friend Svenja, uh, took me to All You Can Eat Pizza Hut and go-karting on the Wednesday night. Bearing in mind, they'd already paid, uh, along with Drew's sister, uh, Immy, uh, had paid for a holiday for myself to go up to the Gold Coast for the day with Svenja and uh, go to Movie World on the Gold Coast and have a go in my first ever roller coaster and have a go in the um, uh, be a passenger in the stunt driving uh, performance that happens up there as well. So, yep, yeah, we uh, I was told I had to get changed at work and and leave from work 
so we did. And uh, I wasn't allowed to drive because, one, I don't have a car, and two, because they knew exactly um, that she... Uh, as Fenya was driving, so therefore we had to uh, drive because they went. I wasn't allowed to tell. Well, that was the most random sentence just then. I think I just went in a massive circle. You did anyway. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. So I couldn't drive. Svenja drove, and we were driving, and I wasn't allowed to know where we were going. Uh, as soon as we got onto one of the main um, arteries of Sydney, <laughs> the M5, I kind of guessed. My guess was either, or you can eat Pizza Hut. Or go-karting. Now, I mentioned a suburb that a go-karting place is, and I mentioned the suburb that Pizza Hut is in. I didn't realize we were going to the go-karting place next door to the Pizza Hut, but I said both of those suburbs to try and get a rise out of um, Svenja. I got nothing. Poker face right there. Um, But yeah, so we we drove on, and then there we go. We went to All You Can Eat Pizza Hut, and I was like, yes, I knew it, and it was great and amazing. Uh, Two highlights from Pizza Hut. First one was, oh, three oh, highlights. Yes. <laughs> First one, the food is awesome. It's great fun to get all you can eat. And the dessert bar is fantastic. Having the, that ice cream with the chocolate chips and the um, chocolate mousse is awesome. But then a kid fell over while uh, holding his drink, slipped and or sitting on or leaning against a table or something like that, slipped and fell backwards. I saw the whole thing. I'd happened to be looking over in that direction anyway before he slipped. And then he fell. And that was just hilarious to see this kid just like, fall back and like throw his drink up and it just huge mess and everyone was brilliant um the other highlight was at the dessert bar just after Svenja and I had finished filling our bowls up with ice cream a kid behind us literally just behind us had his go but he must have pulled on the the lever too hard or something because it broke it and kind of like in like a cartoon where you you smash the end off of a, um, a beer keg or something and it all comes spraying out that's what happened. It just went straight out all over his face, all over his clothes, all over the floor, just ice cream pouring out. It was hilarious. I couldn't believe it, this stupid child. So that was great fun. Uh, from there then, Mr. Drew, we went next door, didn't we? We did indeed. Mm. Mm. And we had your second go at go-karting? Yep, yep. And Svenja's first? Yep. Yep, and my I can't count, but it was fantastic, awesome go karting track, great fun. It was a lot Drew of fun. It was almost impossible to pass. Yeah, Svenja, Svenja was the first out of the gate on our third run, and it was kind of like, oh, we're going to be stuck behind here. But then that's okay. She, on about the sixth turn, decided to loop it and spun out, and the, the, you know, just like. Um, cleared uh, the, the heavens opened the, the path cleared um, yep straight through it was terrific she did a fantastic job at a 360 though that was amazing very smooth very uh, calm great great spin yeah but Drew was impossible to pass held me up we had a crash didn't we Drew we, let's be clear you crashed into me let's be clear you were blocking you left a gap then you turned across <laughs> and I hit the wall and I had nowhere to go because it was against the wall so I clipped you and you spun. And you felt so bad. You're waving, waving. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know the main reason I was waving? It wasn't to make sure you were okay. It was to make sure I didn't get pulled into the pits for contact. <laughs> that's that's the true thing. I've learned that as a rule. Whenever you go go-karting, if you hit someone or hit the wall or slide the cart when you're not supposed to, if you put your hand up and go, sorry, they know that you didn't intend... They think that you didn't intentionally do it and they know that you know what you did. 
So therefore, they don't park you and go, nah, so you did too much sliding, you too much contact, blah, 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 blah. So I didn't really care if I, that I crashed into you. It was a great crash, though, and I didn't want to hurt you, but yeah, it's good fun. It was quite a lot of fun, actually. Hmm. We need to go we again. We do, we do, and we need to bring a few more people. If, if yes, any of you out there plan. want to come go-karting with us, just send us a message on the Facebook page. Yeah, we know you won't, but that's okay. Go-karting's fun, so maybe you'll do that for that. Yep. Go-karting was awesome. And then, of course, go-karting's quite exhausting. I'm not particularly fit, and I try and go as hard and fast as I can at go-karting. Um... I try so hard to be quick and I was very happy with how I was doing, but I was pretty exhausted. I'll be honest by it. It does take a fair bit out of you if you, you know, really trying to push. Um, so anyway, we had to go home, get a good night's sleep. Impossible. Uh, I had to try and upload the podcast, which took about three or four attempts. That was a painful experience. You also put it up Um, half an hour before. So you actually put it up on the Wednesday. I did, and I know I did, but I wasn't going to stay up because I was really tired and I knew I had to get to bed. And also, again, I was going to just try and, you know, take my, uh, what's the the term? Try my luck and just upload it. Because it was several weeks ago, I put up um, on one of the the, uh, episodes, I had left a comment in the description saying, oh, this podcast very nearly almost didn't happen. Yeah, same thing again. This did not want to upload. I couldn't get it to upload, and it took about seven attempts to upload. Ooh. But anyway, finally it went up. Yeah, it took a long time. It was just such a painful experience. Anyway, it uploaded. Um, so then, it was about midnight that I got to bed, and uh, I had to be up at four in the morning. Yes, you did. I had to be up at... I did, and, and I did. I got up at four in the morning. I woke up with my alarms. Um, was awake and everything and got myself ready and then toddled myself off to the airport. However, we had, I had a crap Uber driver. It took a long time to get much of my house, About instead of taking about three minutes, he took about 12 minutes to get to my place. So that wasn't very fun, but anyway, made it to the airport, uh, met my dear friend Svenja at the airport. We... Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard my the flight that I'm going to get on last call. I've never ever heard last call before, but I heard last call for our flights. Thankfully, my name wasn't read out or Svenja's. We didn't get our name called out, but we were cutting it fine. Anyway, we got on the flight uh, and up we went to the Gold Coast for a day. Yeah, and I've never been to the Gold Coast before, and that was fantastic. Uh, we had breakfast there. We climbed the Q1 tower, the tallest tower in in, uh, Queensland, and that was great. Um, It was fairly overcast and rained a little bit in the morning, but that was okay. That wasn't an issue. Still great visibility out of the top of the tower. Um, Gold Coast is an interesting place. It's an interesting place because it kind of feels... I mean, it is just a big town in some ways. It's not a, it's not a city. There's no city center. And, and even positioning of the buildings are all weird. Like, there are some random skyscrapers, but they not really... There's no plaza at the bottom. There's no base of the building. It's just kind of the building sticks into the ground, and that's it. It's it's a bit bizarre. They're odd ones, bit aren't bizarre they? bizarre place. Mm, it is a bit, bit of a bizarre place, but it's cool. It's an interesting place. Yeah. Um, and great again, great views up from Q1. You can kind of see work the place out. I was, I was up there trying to work out where the VH supercar track was um, and I kind of managed to work it out. We didn't drive on it, but that's okay. That's next time. 
Um, and then, yeah, on we went to the uh, uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. Yes, you did. And why did you go to Movie World again? To go on a roller coaster for my for, for the first time. And also to go and have a go in uh, as a passenger in the stunt car show that they have up there. Exactly. Mm. And I did both of those things. In fact, I went on four or five roller coasters. One of which is more like a ghost train, but still terrifying. What you do? You, you did Spooky Coaster. Yep, the Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster, which was uh, it's very similar to like a Wild Mouse kind of thing. That in, at Luna Park here in Sydney, we have the Wild Mouse. Mm. Uh, and they also have it at the Easter Show. It's that kind of fast turns. It's not that scary, I'm sure, if you can see it, but when you're in... When it's completely pitch black for the whole thing except for maybe a couple of cameras taking a picture of you and like startling you and blinding you with these bright lights pretty much pitch black so in a pitch black experience um it it it, for some reason you stop for a second and this thing climbs about like one story or something like that or two stories and then you just roll backwards and you don't know what's happening and you don't know what's going on and you don't know where the turns are and you don't know if you're going up or down or left or right it's just ugh it it really gets to you because it's dark <laughs> isn't it weird the dark roller coaster i never went on it when i was there and i'm really dirty Why? That i that's a whole other story but i'm really dirty that i didn't go on it so we're going to have to do another trip where i actually go this time Oh yeah, and I'll shit myself for real. Because um, God knows I came close. Uh, yeah, uh, so then then we went and had a go. We went to the stunt car thing, but it had been raining. So they wet the floors and everything like that for it. And they were like, yeah, you know what? We watched it and everything. And at the end of it, they came up to me, to, came up to Svenja and I and said, hey, look, because it's been raining, um, what we'll do is, Svenja, you can have a go too in the car. Because Svenja wasn't meant to, it was meant to be just me that gets in the car. But they're like, no, no, you know what we'll do? You can get in the car too. You can both have a turn. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's awesome. And then, just before we got in the cars, the guy said to us, hey, I've been checking the weather radar. It looks like it's not going to rain this afternoon. So how about you come back this afternoon? We can put you in the car, no problem, in the dry and it'll be a better experience for you and we're like well we don't really know what we're comparing it to but sure if you say that whatever we'll come back so we went off to have a go at one of the roller coasters and that was horrifying and awesome and which, which one horrifying. was that again the superman roller coaster roller coaster superman escape was the first proper roller coaster i think i've ever been on then because the spooky one counts but doesn't really count at the same time this this uh, superman escape one was a proper roller coaster it's an accelerating roller coaster <laughs> at a very fast rate it kind of wobbles you around a little bit saying oh look out there's an earthquake blah be careful and then this roller coaster stops and all you can see in front of you is a massive dead straight line of roller coaster track um kind of like a launch pad really and then there's a voice over the pa and uh, all you hear from this PA is Superman say, oh, don't worry, guys, I'll get you out of here. I'll give you a push, but it will be a hard push and it will be fast. And you're like, okay. And then you don't think because the next second you are going 100 kilometers, actually two seconds later, you're going 100 kilometers an hour, hurtling towards this almost completely vertical 
like climb, which is often called in the roller coaster world a top hat. You climb straight up, like up this thing, you get to the top of it, you've compressed into the, the seat of it because you've been the G force has just pushed you down and you're leaning back now. You get to the top and you realize I've just come up, so now I have to go back down. So <laughs> However, at the same time as you're thinking, I have to go back down again, your mind is still half still on its way towards the ramp in the first place because you've gone that fast. So then you start to drop down. And as you plummet down the other side, you're shitting yourself. I felt like passing out because I was just so just afraid, adrenaline rush, um, excited shocked all at once that my mind couldn't keep up and also i was still on the climb up the top of this top hat so therefore my mind just couldn't compute and felt like saying nope i'm out i can't think uh so that was horrifying and there was lots of ups and downs and twists and turns and felt like you're gonna clean snap your head off underneath uh passing underneath another part of the roller coaster etc 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 horrifying scary lots of screams lots of panic lots of swear words lots of swear words um one word in particular uh, a lot um, and uh, then that was done and I felt very shaken and my hands were trembling for a very long time what's your experience of that roller coaster Drew? again didn't go on it what the hell okay so when I was there I went on Green Lantern I went on the that's the easiest one yeah I went on Arkham which is the old lethal weapon ride. I went on the Wild Wild West. There was no Wild Wild West. It is there. It's apparently just closed at the moment. Uh, The the second roller coaster we went on was was the DC Rivals... Hypercoaster. And it's called, it's called a hypercoaster because it's, and it's the only hypercoaster in the Southern Hemisphere, I believe. And that's because a hypercoaster is a roller coaster that exceeds a certain height. Mind you, when you, so the, this wasn't an accelerating roller coaster. This is one of those ones that just does the, 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 the clicky clang, slow climb up the lift all the way up to the very top. And then it's kind of gravity does the rest. And when you get to the top, you, you sit there, and we're sitting quite far the back of the roller coaster, and and we could just see people dipping off the end of it, and it's like, shit, I can't get off. <laughs> no, only one way to go, and then you plummet, and you plummet a long way, and you twist while you're plummeting, so you're turning around, you're corkscrewing on your way down, and then you go down, down, you do a couple of loop the loops, you could do a loop the loop like where you're on the inside of it and then a loop to the loop where you're on the outside of the loop. And so that's more terrifying because it feels like you're going to be flung out of the thing and there's rises and falls and tips and turns and twists. And again, you feel like you're going to knock your head off underneath, um, on an underpass underneath the roller coaster. So that one was just volatile as volatile as the Superman one for completely different reasons. And it felt faster in some, some places and it went for like, triple the length of the superman one so it felt like an age and yet lots of swear words there as well um that roller coaster is fairly new i believe drew yeah that wasn't there when i went up this is a huge roller coaster like oh, jesus christ um i went on the yet yeah, the arkham escape one yep. arkham asylum yep. one 
And that's the one where you sit there with no nothing underneath yeah, your you. legs are there's dangling. <laughs> and there's a part where they skim so close to the ground, but they've dug out a channel into the ground. But you think you're going to rip your feet off on that ground. I swear I knocked my leg on, on a pole or something, like one of the posts on the side when I was on it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, like, that's I hit terrifying. something. I remember. I didn't like... With that one, there was a lot of that... Same thing with the hyper coaster where you're on the outside of a loop so as you as you again it's it's that thing of you're not on the inside of if you're on the inside of the loop it means that your momentum kind of wants to your the g-forces want you to hug in and stay within the loop Mm. whereas when you're on the outside the momentum wants you to or the the inertia wants you to fling off and out into space and it's that feeling of you're you're trusting a piece of seatbelt and a metal thing that's just some hydraulic press is holding down on you. Like you're, <laughs> it's a lot of faith in something else. Yeah. And that's the fear. The fear, I, I have no issue with the fear of the speed. The speed and the movement isn't an issue. It's the, the trust in something else. It's that you're out of control. Mm. Um, again, I don't, I don't have an issue with twists and turns and all that yeah anything that's movement based not a problem it's that it's not up to me to stay in there it's up to this other thing no because yeah. i know that the forces are too strong and i can't hang on to this thing if i if this bar breaks i'm i'm flying off there and heading straight up like i it's i'm out of control and that's the fear of it i don't even have a fear of the height like the plumbing to a again it's that momentum and that that lack of control of you staying seated yeah and <laughs> I'll make it worse for you. It's it's not even the lack of control. It's knowing that the person in control is mm. some nerdy, greasy, nerdy, pimple faced, sixteen year old kid chewing gum, going right next creep on you know, let's go. Mm. Who who just exactly who just looks as bored as anything. Do you remember in Jurassic World the the, the kid running the gyrosphere? Who freaks mm. out when when the ride gets shut down because he has to tell everyone that the ride's closed? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. That's every ride operator ever. It is. Um, and you've put yeah, your it's, life it's in their hands. Well, it wasn't my decision to put my life in there. Someone else bought the bloody ticket for You're me. You're welcome. <laughs> you put my life in their hands. Um, it was great fun though. I, I, I yeah, seriously great and, and fun. How, and how, how was time. the stunt show? Stunt show was great. Um, very, very entertaining sort of process how they do it. Um, again, they, they kind of, it's as if they're doing like a demonstration of like stunts shown in movies and stuff like that. Um, very similar to what you see at like Easter shows and like grand fairs and things like that with the stunt cars doing their cool tricks. Mm. Um, and what my, what our VIP experience allowed us was to have seats in the nice comfy area of the, the stand while everyone else was just drenched in rain um, due to the holes in the, the uh, shade cloths and everything like that. <laughs> everyone else was cramped and crushed and there we were in this nice roped off area sitting on comfortable seats. Uh, everyone else just kind of, every now and then someone would go, oh, I'll just sit here and pull the tape up and go and sit down. And the, the lady that was running the thing would say, ah, out, out, sorry, this is reserved. So it was just the two of us in uh, Svenja and I in the, the reserve seating area. It was awesome. Um, 
and pretty much what what we got a as our extras was a free uh, free mead uh, free mead free meal free mead at, would be nice. um mead free meal at uh the american buffet that they have um so second all you can eat in two days uh we also got a behind the scenes look at their their um workshop different cars in there different bits and pieces i learned that they go through two sets of tires a week that's not that is a lot of tires uh thankfully they have a sponsor in tires so they're not out of pocket that much uh, what else? Uh, then we had to go in the cars, and what we did was we had to go in there. So the final, the finale of the uh, stunt show is a a race, pretty much between the two cars, swapping position, running side by side in close proximity, drifting around cones and everything like that. So we had to go at that. They recreated that final race scene for us, and that was terrific. And just to be in the car, it did rain unfortunately for the second event, but again, we had nothing to compare it to, and it was really impressive anyway. Um, and, uh, one of the drivers there was Warren Luff, who came second in the Bathurst 1000 last year. Um, and he's a friend of one of my friends, a mutual friend I have with Warren Luff. Um, and he was great to talk to. I can't remember the name of the other driver. Corey was his first name. I can't remember his last name, but he was a, a great driver as well. And the, the proximity in which the two cars went was awesome. And to be sitting there and just talking to them while they're, they're so easily just moving the cars around and drifting them side by side through corners and everything like that. And even hearing them talk about the fact that, yep, because it rained, although it makes them a little bit slower, the amount of laps and amount of times they've been around this course or this track means that they've put down so many layers of rubber or so much rubber down onto this track that when it rains, it becomes like an ice rink. There's just no grip at all. Yet they still just effortlessly drove around and it was awesome very skillful, very, very impressive. Um, they do a phenomenal job. And again, Sven, you got a, a, a trip out of it too. She got to go. Which is wonderful. Yeah, it was awesome. Really, really, really terrific. Oh, I'm glad you had such a good time. That mm. was wonderful. I'm so thankful for the present. I'm very thankful for, for you guys for getting it uh, for me. Um, yeah, very appreciative and very, very generous friends. And now there's... Svenja's turn. We have to try and outdo both of our presents. I think we're capable of doing this. <laughs> I think we can do this, but we've we've got a little time on our hands to to nail down an idea. Thank Christ. What's your birthday on the eighth of October? Ninth of October? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Look at that. Well, I leave on the eighth. Maybe that's a present. Maybe that's a present. Me going away. <laughs> Oh, good. He's gone. Woohoo! So mean. <laughs> it's mean to me. I'm not being mean to her. I, I know you're being mean to you. That's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you two. <laughs> you two and your bickering. Yeah, bickering is the best thing. <laughs> bickering is the best. It is funny to watch. It shows the care. We scare because we care. Monsters Inc. Indeed. What did we do tonight, Drew? What did you and I go and see? We and eat. We 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 ate game night and saw some fried rice. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, yeah, so, look, we, we have not done a movie review for quite some time on our YouTube channel, but we saw a very funny film this evening, and we felt the need to give a little review because we miss reviewing, and it was just a genuinely funny film. The movie's called Game Night from the guys that made Horrible Bosses. Can't remember their names right now. The guys that made Horrible Bosses, that's their name. Yeah, John Francis Daly and Jonathan... Peter Andre. Jonathan Goldstone or something like that. Anyway, they also made the Vacation reboot, which was also really funny. Anyway, Game Night, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams play a married couple who engage in a weekly game night with old friends of theirs. Anyway... Bateman's brother comes back to town and joins them for game night, only to find that he's set up a game night where it's a kidnapping murder mystery, only rather than it being a game, it somehow becomes real, and hilarity ensues. Pretty much. Yeah. I d- Pretty much hilarity in shoes. Yeah. I, I gotta keep it a little bit vague because there's there's a lot more to it, but it would be somewhat spoilery. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was really original, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. And I... I thought it was really original, but didn't feel unfamiliar. Nah, yeah. Which is a good yeah. thing. I mean, that, I mean that in the best possible way, in that... It didn't feel like you had to try and follow on with follow along with a new concept. It was quite easy to follow along, um, but it yeah it was it was different and it was fresh and it was funny. So that was really good. All, um, a couple of okay. yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, we're having one of these moments. Go. Okay, <laughs> there are a lot of. I won't there, talk. <laughs> there are a lot of good nods to various board games and and other activity games. You know, in the film, I thought that was quite nice. Mm, it was um, also great camera work. I loved one of those. There's a there's a that that tilt tilt shift tilt angled camera um, where it almost portrays. Uh, it's it's a very it, there's an artist that uses a lot, and they use it a lot throughout Sydney as well, um, where it portrays things that make them look like they're miniature or make them look like they're fake, when really it's just an awesome angle of the camera. And they used that that film technique a lot throughout the film, and it was awesome because it kind of felt relevant. Felt like we were looking at like a board game or something like that. When in reality, it was like their home or the city or yeah. you know different scenes and things like that. They used it a lot. They also used they used a lot of very interesting film um, or cinematography. Like they used the camera running along, or like you know from a third person point of view of cars following the cars along and following the cars with every turn. Um, when a door would unlock, it would look at the lock and the camera would shift with the lock. It was like just really interesting things. There's a lot of thought and detail in the movie, which would, would otherwise be, I guess, considered just a lighthearted comedy. I loved the, um, I loved the single tracking shot in the middle of the film when they're, um, in the house. Yeah. When, when they're in the mansion that when yep. they're in that chase, it, it, yep, that was really it was cool. One it single kept- shot and it was beautiful. And it helped pick up the chaos of it all. It did. Um, yeah, and it felt, it, it felt faster and, and more edgy. So that was really cool. Um, some some of the dialogue f- 
frustrated me and stressed me out a little bit towards the first maybe the first quarter of the movie oh actually sorry probably the the second quarter of the movie second yeah a little definitely bit the second just just a little bit cringy yep. and frustrating but other than that it was hilarious it was funny um great jokes and kind of plays on things that um you know people don't really they're kind of just common practice but mm. people don't joke about it or make notes of it or point things out as interesting little idiosyncrasies um, but this was revealed and used a lot and just regular life was kind of turned on its head a little bit so yeah very very interesting and also great like um in some ways that lock stock and uh, two smoking barrels kind of thing where it all kind of leads to a crescendo but at the same time it didn't so it was interesting it kind of just kept building up and and then surprising you what was going on so very very interesting it yeah well it left a couple of loose ends at the end there that the sort of annoyed me only because i thought from a storytelling perspective it was actually rather meaty for a comedy and especially a Mm. comedy like that where it could have just been such a throwaway film and there were all these strong storylines running through and i felt the with the secondary characters that they didn't wrap up their storylines as nicely as they could have and they just one of them they wrapped up fantastically oh yes with it's not a spoiler we're telling you as a public service announcement stay till the end of the credits it's 100 percent worth it <laughs> however there is there is um a storyline that or a loose end there that i know that you're referring to yep. and i think it was appropriate that they didn't actually maybe they did but we just didn't pay attention like because both of us I'm, didn't yeah pay i'm, to I'm betting on. we just didn't pay attention at the at the but end even but. if they even if they didn't do that and we didn't miss it i don't think that's a bad thing because in some ways it exactly was what it was like it wasn't more and they didn't just keep trying to play it up and be like oh yeah well okay i guess we have to make it something they were just kind of like they they said what was going on through the film and they might have just left it as that but they spent so much time on it in the film that's what annoyed me that they they, but it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be anything because it doesn't always lead to anything. Oh, yeah, but yeah. So, but, so I don't, I don't mind that it didn't. Like, I, that's one of the few times where I'm okay I'm, with it because I, I followed along with what was going. If on. it was a David Lynch film, then sure, I'm fine with that because hmm. he leaves loose ends everywhere, and that's just life, and I get that. But when you have an hour and a half to two hours to tell a story, and you want it concise and every minute counts and you have chosen to create a storyline between characters and you don't give them their ending when you've spent a significant amount of time building up to Mm. something and but it was almost a running gag this thing it was but it uh... and 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 also i guess the question is because that the kind of running theme for this situation was is or is it not and that continued on, and it still continues on. The question still remains. Yeah, well. This, uh, but anyway. But we digress. But anyway. We digress. Aside from my pet peeve, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was just a barrel of laughs. We, we didn't stop laughing. Neither, neither did the woman sitting down the front. Who? Oh, so, she laughed so that wasn't hard. Even a laugh. That was cackling. <laughs> Hi, my pretties. I think, the, 
I think the only other time that we've had someone laugh so much (laughs) (laughs) was during Get Out, and he was sitting right next to me. (laughs) And you laughing your ass off at this guy and me having to sit between me and the guy, uh, sit between you and the guy. And try and stop you from laughing because I thought he was a, like a psychopath. He <laughs> <laughs> laughed at the most inappropriate times. I know, that's when, why I thought he was a psychopath. She... And then you would laugh and then you would copy the guy laughing. And then, then I would have to sit there and nudge him like, shut up. I'm crying now, this is crazy. Oh, this is, I couldn't. It was so good. It just... He didn't stop. I couldn't laugh about it, and I wanted to laugh so hard. I'm the one that normally laughs at like things like that, but I couldn't. I was, oh, it was torture. I had to point. share an armrest with him. <laughs> he sounded like a Looney Tunes character. He did. He sounded effed up. It was brilliant, though. Issues are plenty. Oh, I would love to somehow sit next to him in a cinema again. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You want me to sit next to him. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> what a... And he seemed like such a normal person before the movie. Seeing there on his own. Yeah, he seemed perfectly we, fine. We made we made it just a, like a, a comment about an ad or something like that. And he just very kindly just like, or very um kind of like softly just piped up and, and got involved in the conversation. It was brilliant. It was like, haha, that's funny. And then the movie started and he was a psychopath. <laughs> it was so Ugh, messed up. It was so Yeah, just like the movie, but it was great. Yeah. Um are we are we gonna do our usual and give a rating for the movie for game night? <laughs> um okay, let me think here. I will give it a I'll give it a Eight, technically, because there wasn't anything mm. new. Um, there wasn't anything that was like brand new, but they just used a lot of different. Again, from cinematography point of view, nothing that was new, but they used a lot of. There's a lot of detail and a lot of effort went into how they filmed it and how they made it. Um, the script was funny. All the characters were funny. Great casting. Um, great plot twists and just kind of build up of things and ideas um, yeah, and detail to different people and everyone was very thorough in who they were and how they acted um, and yeah I mean ugh, for, for a comedy that just feels like it's like a summer comedy for us there was so much detail in the camera work like i haven't seen someone try so hard with camera work in such a long time Mm. and this is a comedy but anyway uh, aside from that for entertainment or personal score i'll give it a probably a i think a seven because i think the frustrating parts or the the frustrations and the cringe cringiness in the those that second quarter kind of just annoyed me but again it was really it was really funny and it was really interesting and i'll definitely watch it again but yeah just a little bit cringy for me the cringe was the the dollar bills on the table that was the cringe well it was that and then it was also 
it was that and it was also that same person and just uh, yeah a little bit of just just cringy like just stop 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 saying things stop 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 that kind of thing yeah but yeah uh, oh dear um you're gonna give much worse score than I did I was really you, generous you were really generous and and I find it really hard to give generous um generous scores to comedies in a post the hangover world because mm-hmm I just I remember the first time I watched The Hangover and it, to me it was a turning point in comedy where the bar just got raised so much higher mm. and I haven't actually seen a comedy that's that's actually made such an impact since. I've seen plenty of comedies that have that have been boundary pushing and powerful in their own ways but mm. not one that literally covered every aspect of the genre so perfectly. So it just I was I just want to say I was I was generous in my technical score mainly because of the effort they went to yeah for the camera work and everything because I've not seen a f- any sort of film try so hard and do so many different techniques and interesting ideas that did work and didn't just feel like a try hard kind of thing like they all worked and that's because they made that effort in a film that otherwise doesn't need it. That was well done to them. I haven't seen that. They done. made it. They made it feel special, and that's what's nice. That and and that's what mm. these guys do. That's what they did with horrible bosses. It's what they did with the vacation reboot. They they make their films feel special, and the audience notices. So look on a technical level, I'm gonna be a little less generous, but I'm giving it a seven because I I agree it was just it was little things yeah when when they're reaching through the door to move the lock and the camera's twisting with it and it just mm. it, all of it like the whole thing felt like it was shot like it was a board game it, and it was cool it was really yeah, cool absolutely story I thought was really good and a lot more in depth than I expected and strong performances from the entire cast. I, I don't even want to mention all the cast because I think that's a spoiler. And yeah, it just, but we had good leads. We had good supporting players. And I, I just thought all of that rolled up quite nicely on a personal note. I found it really, really funny and really entertaining. So, um, seven and a half so seven and seven and a half i'm i'm pretty happy with that i i think that's generous and you know i I think it did its job as a comedy so it was good yeah good it was good fun i yeah definitely absolutely definitely one that i will add to the shelf one day so yeah Mm. definitely one to watch a couple more times over Mm. yeah for sure um, before we get to our groundbreaking, phenomenal, one-of-a-kind one segment, mm. I have one more thing to discuss. You do? Yes. It's an interesting one. It's not nothing personal. Um, it's interesting. So, Norwegian Airlines... Oh, yeah. Um, I, I read about this today, and I thought this was really interesting and really cool. Yep. Norwegian Airlines are planning on having a route that goes from Buenos Aires to Perth and on to Singapore. Now, there is a fast way to get from Buenos Aires to Perth, and it is flying straight across Antarctica and across the the South Pole, and that is what they intend to do. They've got approval to do that. So they are going to be flying. They are a budget airline or a lower-cost airline, 
flying a Boeing 787. So they've got a nice new plane there. It's, it's fantastic. I flew them from London to New York last year, and that was great, and they did a great job, and I loved it. They're going to be flying from Argentina to Australia via the South Pole. And the significance of that is Qantas twice a year, I think, run a flight that goes, it's a chartered flight that run flies from here across Antarctica and back. They just do that. Sydney, Antarctica, or Melbourne, Antarctica, and back. That's all it does. And that costs like $1,200 or something like that. So now, on a low-cost airline, you're going to be able to fly across Antarctica and see Antarctica. Somewhere that's otherwise not seen very often. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that interesting? To quote the great Owen Wilson... Wow. 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 Oh. oh, wow. Nice. No, but seriously, that is awesome. That That is incredible. And wow. Yeah, really wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they got the approval. Was, was there any any yep. issue with the process for getting the approval? Was there... Nope. No? So the, there was no issue over planes flying o- over they... Antarctica or anything like that? No, which which does interest me, and it, it surprises me a little bit that there wasn't any kind of hold up or hesitation to it. They just went, "Yep, yeah, no worries." Interesting. I guess it's that as long as they don't do any sort of fuel dumping across Antarctica, um, as long as they don't do any sort of landing or yeah disposal of any kind, and as long as they fly at a certain altitude, I'm sure they're fine with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just interesting that that they do have the approval, and I mean Qantas has the approval, but not very often. Again, it's twice a year, mind you. I think that's more on Qantas's end that they don't want to do it because it's a pointless flight, other than for the site. Um, so it's it, yeah, it's interesting that they've got the approval, but I think it's fantastic. What an interesting route to fly, and I'd I'd, I'd happily fly it just to see see that. It'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, for sure, all you'll see at that sort of height is just white for as far as you can see. But at the same time, when you get to the coast and see the ice, the, the sad ice breaking up, but even just to see what it's like in the terrain of Antarctica, mm. what an interesting place to fly over. Oh, that'd be fascinating. The most foreign place or the most desolate place on this planet. Mm. Indeed. Land wise, oh, that's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was interesting, and I read that today, and I thought it'd be very fascinating. It is. Mm. Anyway, anyway, that now brings us on to uh, that segment once again. Of course, um, as Drew mentioned earlier, if you do ever want to go go cutting with us, feel free to message us on the Facebook page, or if you want to be on this show, feel free to message us on the Facebook page as well, or message us directly because the only people that seem to listen to this are our friends and families. However, often our friends and families don't even listen to us. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> Sad but true. Of course. Sad but true. Yes. Uh, yeah. So of course, just message us on the Facebook page. Of course, if you are on the show, you often get to be the winner. As it turns out, all two times, you get to be a winner of this segment. Um, and that is, of course, the sick Kent of the week. Indeed. Yes. Um, look, it's it's been on my mind a bit. I've I got someone I want to nominate. He's a good mate. He's he's had an absolute stellar week. He's like the things he's done. The the list is too long to to even go into. And 
I don't know, I really feel he deserves, you know, just some consideration here, at least. And you know him well, even our listeners know him, James McPhee. Um, moving on, <laughs> uh, I reckon... That's not I fair. I have a... What do you mean it's not fair? Are you serious? You nutcase. <laughs> I have a nominee. Um, yes. I nominate Emma Thompson. Oh, yes. I nominate Emma Thompson. Uh, she famously played the scene in, uh, or was in the scene in Love Actually. She's done many things, of course. Um, but she famously was in the scene in Love Actually where she uh, found the necklace which was not for her, or she realized the necklace was not for her, and she cried in the bedroom and then had to suck it up and bring those tears back and, you know, pull herself together and go out there and be happy and excited for the kids and her husband, which she knew was being unfaithful. And it's just so sad. But anyway, she she recently came out and was talking about that scene um, at a fundraiser for the Tricycle Theatre in London, uh, where she said that... Uh, it was real. She she went through that, so she knew exactly that feeling, uh, and that's of course when Kenneth Branagh left her for uh, Helena Bonham Carter. So she lived through that and knows that feeling, and she's said that she's now forgiven um, Kenneth and she's made peace with uh, Helena. But uh, she said that she's gone through that. And she knows what it's like to be in the bedroom and and cry and have to pull yourself together and gather up the pieces of her heart and put them back in the drawer and just 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 get on with it. And so for that, I nominate her. Isn't it funny, though, how her, Kenneth, Helena, and Alan Rickman have all been together in Harry mm. Potter? Yes. Yes, quite. Um, good nomination. I think, though, um, given the week, mm-hmm. I think we both know that there really is only one true winner this week. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You can say it. Um, well, this week, our our winner is our dear friend, Svenja. Ta-da! Surprise! <laughs> well, we know that because she listens. She's one of our listeners. She's one of our most devout listeners. She is an incredible human being. And she... She's amazing every week, but this week mm-hmm. she took Phil up to the Gold Coast as I was unable to go along. Um, but she made darn certain that she was and took Phil up for his birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, has just been amazing and has been an incredible mm-hmm. supporter of us and our show, and we love it to pieces. And mm-hmm. Svenja, this week, it's for you. This one's for you. Well done, Svenja. Sick Kent of the Week. You've made it to the the prestigious Hall of Fame. And you left Emma Thompson as a runner-up. So, well, damn well done. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Like, that's significant. You beat Professor Trelawney. Mm. The fact that there were only two nominees this week, but you won. Three. Two. There were only two. And then there were two. No, there was only two. 
Anyway. <laughs> that just about does it for this week's show. Uh, feel free to leave us some feedback and comments on our Facebook page at Kent and the Steering Team. Or, of course, hunt us down in public and berate us with your rude uh, opinions uh, or whatever. doesn't even matter. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your time and your, your, your listenership. Uh, listenership, I should say. Uh, this has been, this has been uh, Kent and the Steering Team with myself, Phil, and my good friend, Drew. Uh, do join us next week for another episode of fun, frivolity, laughter, happiness, joy, and all of the above. <laughs> Till next time. Uh, yep. The stereophonic sound for the home is recorded on two separate tracks, each one giving special emphasis to certain sections of the orchestra, as heard from those positions. Now, when played back simultaneously on two separate systems, the sounds are blended together to achieve a new dimension in sound impossible to obtain in a monoro recording.